0: Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, Commari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hello and welcome back to the Living Clutter Free Forever podcast. I'm Caroline, a professional organiser and KonMari consultant. Before I get started on today's topic, I wanted to talk about something that happened last week. Last week I did free online workshops and there were people there from all over the world And what I thought was completely brilliant was that several people had come to the workshop having heard about it on my podcast. It blows my mind. So I'd like to give a shout out to Katie from New York and Emma from Sweden, who found me in Germany and we were able to connect. And I thought I'd just say how lovely it was to have met them. And if you would like to have a shout out on my podcast, All you need to do is drop me a line at caroline at caroline-thor.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram, caro.thor, and I will give you a shout out. Just let me know where you're listening, and let's see if we can perhaps get someone from every continent of the world. That would be fun. So, the feedback for the workshop last week was so positive. That I've decided to start running a free workshop every month, but only for people who are on my weekly email list. So if you would like to have a personal invite to all of my free workshops this year, then all you need to do is follow the link in the show notes, which will let you sign up for my weekly email. And then you'll get an email telling you each week about the new podcast, giving you tips and tricks on organising and other things I've got going on, And then when the workshops happen, you will also find out about those as well. I'm not going to be advertising them anywhere else apart from in my weekly email. So last week, you may have heard, I interviewed Selena about all things cosmetics and we touched on organisation. But today I would like to talk about all of the smaller organising jobs you can do in the category kimono. That can make such a difference to your everyday life. So let's start with cosmetics before we move on. So, the real joy with having everything organised is it just means your life is easier. And I am all about making life easier. So, let's take putting on makeup in the morning. If you have your makeup in a drawer, for example, and everything just sort of thrown in together, the chances are you're going to be searching around for the items you need in order to be able to put your makeup on. This is a complete and utter waste of your time, especially if you're under time pressure. First of all I would recommend taking Selena's advice from last week and decluttering your cosmetics, getting rid of those that are out of date or the ones that you're definitely no longer using and you know in your heart of hearts you're never going to. This leaves you with your core cosmetic base that you're going to use regularly. It might be you have some colours or products that you know are only for certain occasions so perhaps you'd only wear them if you were going out for an evening. And that's absolutely fine, but you don't need to have them in with your everyday products. So what I recommend is taking those products that you know you don't use very often and storing them separately. So you only have available to you the ones that you're going to be using every day. I have a small container in the bathroom. It's actually um, a mug with a picture of a cat on it. And I just love it. It sparks joy for me. And in that are my everyday products. So I have an eyeliner, a mascara, my eyeshadow, a few brushes. The things that I need if I want to just put a bit of makeup on to get out of the house and I don't want to have to look for them at all. They're standing there in the mug next to the mirror. I then have a makeup bag as well where I keep other things such as foundation and powder that I perhaps would only use occasionally. For example, if I'm recording a video And then I haven't got to fish through those things every time I want to get my mascara out. So as you can see, having the small things organised in this way saves me an awful lot of time. But you do need to be really careful because sometimes things can happen which will throw your system. So yesterday afternoon I'm in the bathroom, I'm putting on my makeup, I'm about to put my mascara on and the doorbell goes And I'm really short on time because I'm about to do a live online video call in five minutes and my mascara needs to be on. But I know the person at the door is a friend, so I go running downstairs with mascara in my hand to let her in. And while I'm saying hi and talking to her, I'm putting my mascara on in the hall mirror. And then I put my mascara down on the table in the hall and say to her, Gotta run, going to do the video. And off I go to do my video call. And then in the evening, Luckily, as I'm going around doing my 15 minute sweep of things that aren't where they should be, I pick up my mascara and it goes back into the mug next to the mirror in my bathroom. Had I left it in the hall, I would have been searching for it next time I needed it because this isn't where it should be. So this sweep at the end of the day, this 15 minutes going round, just picking up bits that have been left in the wrong places is really important because it means that everything goes back to where it should be and you're not having a panic looking for things when you need them. Okay, talking of panic searches, one thing that would throw me into a major panic is if one of the kids is ill and I'm searching for the medication we need and I can't find it. Luckily, this doesn't happen anymore, but in the past I've had situations like this. Okay, I'm sure you have as well. It's one o'clock in the morning, one of the kids comes wandering through to your bedroom and wakes you up and tells you they're feeling really ill and you take the temperature and it's super high and this poor kid is feeling terrible so you know you need to give them something to bring the temperature down and you go to the place where the medication is kept and you're tired, you're not thinking straight, it's the middle of the night and you can't find the medication because there's just so much stuff in the space and you're going through boxes and bottles and trying to find the right one. Has this happened to anyone else? It used to happen to me loads when the kids were really tiny before we applied the KonMari method in our home. So having only medications that are regularly being used in one place that you can just grab when you need them in an emergency is just such a time and lifesaver. And if you go through your medication box, what you will probably find is that most things out of there are out of date anyway. Lots of medications don't have a very long shelf life, especially once they've been opened. They'll very often have written on the side something like they're only good for five to six weeks after they've been opened. So what we do now is every few months we go through the box. We get rid of anything that we know is now out of date or we know we will no longer be using it. And we then only have the things that we currently need which means in an emergency we can easily find the fever medication or, I don't know, something to stop vomiting or whatever it happens to be. So I highly recommend sorting out where you keep medication. It's a quick job. It's done in 15 minutes. And then what you do with the medication that's no longer okay to use, it's good to know. So in Germany, the rule is now that medication goes straight into your normal rubbish bin, not the recycling one, normal rubbish In the past, we used to take it to a chemist to be disposed of, but that's not the case anymore. So you need to find out for your country what the regulations are for disposing safely of medication and then get them out of the house as quickly as possible so they can't get remixed up with the ones that are still okay to use. My top tip for medication is actually storing them in a small box with a lid Because then if you're going away on holiday, you can easily just pick it up and take it with you. Ours fits in a suitcase really nicely. So today we're talking all things kimono. We've just talked about medication, before that cosmetics, and now we're going to move on to the kitchen and herbs and spices. We're jumping around. So kimono is all those things, those miscellaneous things in the home that don't belong to the categories of clothes, books, paper and sentimental. And I love kimono items because they're perhaps in small areas or pockets of the home that you can organise when you have a few minutes time, like herbs and spices. How many times have you been in the middle of cooking and thought, right, I need to use paprika or paprika, depending on how you say it. And you go to try and find it and you end up rummaging through the drawer because there are so many other types of herbs and spices in the drawer and it takes you ages before you locate it. And then when you do, you find out it's actually two years out of date. Never mind, use it anyway. Herbs and spices is something that really tend to get out of control because we perhaps buy a specific herb for a recipe and we use a teaspoon of it and then we don't make that recipe again. But we keep hold of the herb just in case one day we have a recipe that does need it. And then it might end up being two or three years later and it's really out of date. And once they're past their use-by date, they're they're okay to use, but the intensity of the taste has really been lost. So having a good clear-out regularly and having the ones that you know you use for your main recipes have them towards the front of your storage or even in a separate container, and the ones you don't use so often store a bit further back or you could store alphabetically so that you can easily find them. There are lots of different ways but really try to keep the amount you have to an absolute minimum. And if you do buy a herb or spice for a recipe and then decide you're not going to do that recipe again, and it was something really unusual that you had to buy just this one time, then perhaps ask around amongst friends and neighbours if any of them could use it. Okay, moving on from the kitchen, let's talk about present wrapping. You would laugh if you had seen me researching this section of the podcast, because in the UK, sticky tape that we use to wrap presents to stick the paper together, we refer to it as sellotape because that's a brand of sticky tape and everyone just calls it sellotape. And I suddenly thought I ought to perhaps check what sellotape is called in other countries, because you might not know what I'm talking about if you're in Canada or the States or Australia. So I googled, what place is called Sellotape? And in America and Canada, apparently, according to Google, it's called Scotch Tape. You'll have to email me or DM me and let me know if I'm right. In Australia, apparently, it's called Sticky Tape. And in the past, it used to be called Durex Tape, which I find slightly worrying because in the UK, Durex is a brand of condoms. So that's quite an interesting one. And in, in Germany, it's known as tears of Film, which is also a brand. So it would appear that in nearly all countries, Sticky Tape has taken on the name of a brand. We're talking wrapping presents. Sorry about the little aside there. I just thought it was quite interesting. I'm becoming very aware of the fact that I have a very international audience. And often when I'm perhaps talking about things in British English, other people in parts of the world might not know what on earth I'm talking about. Um, Another example would be where I keep my clothes. I would say I keep my clothes in a wardrobe, Whereas in other parts of the world, you say closet. So I'm becoming a bit more aware of who's listening and I'm trying to make sure that I include words that you all understand. And if at any point in a podcast you hear me talk about something and you're thinking, nope, not got a clue what she's going on about, then please drop me a line because I would love to know and then I can address it in the next episode. Okay, back to present wrapping. It's really helpful if you have all things to do with wrapping presents in one place. So wrapping paper, gift bags, any sellotape, we'll call it sellotape for now, ribbons that you might need or little things to stick on the front as decoration, a pair of scissors for cutting paper and ribbon and sellotape, and then little gift cards. If all that's in one place, it's very, very easy for anyone in the family to wrap a present. And as long as everyone learns that that's where things go back to, then the next person that comes to wrap a present will find everything ready. The problem is, however, that we just very often have too much stuff to wrap presents. When we bought our house three years ago, they had left a lot of things in the home for us to take over, and we'd said that was fine. We had a lot of clearing out to do, but that was part of the deal. But one of the things we found was what felt like a lifetime supply of Christmas wrapping paper. I kid you not. We've been here three years now, and I have still not needed and will not need for quite some time to buy Christmas wrapping paper. It's not necessarily what I would have chosen to use, but it's too much of a shame to get rid of it. So I'm using it up, but it really was a huge amount. So I always have two different rolls of wrapping paper for birthday presents. One that's very neutral that perhaps adults may prefer, and then one that's perhaps a bit more fun that children may prefer. And I also have plain brown wrapping paper, which is actually environmentally the absolutely best thing you can be using. And it's what we are going to be moving towards in our family soon. And then if I need to send a parcel, I've also got brown wrapping paper available as well. So go through, have a look at what you've got. And if you've got bits and odds and ends that actually, you know, are never going to fit any size of present then put them in the recycling or another great idea is if you collect together all the bits you know you're never going to use, put them in a box or a bag and ask at a local school or kindergarten if they would like them for their craft corner. They would probably love to have them and then your leftovers are going to a good home. Have a good clear out, it means next time you come to wrap a present it'll be quick and easy and you've got everything there you need. A client of mine recently had um, a brilliant present wrapping bag solution for keeping everything inside. It had compartments inside and it had a zip up the side and it meant everything was kept in one place. I'm quite fortunate I've got a small cupboard that's available that I keep all our wrapping things in. In the past, I used an old milk crate, one of these old metal milk crates, And I had all the wrapping paper standing up in there and it looked really cool and I loved it. But the problem was it was getting very dusty. So I've moved it into this small cupboard that I have available. So try to find one place in the home, a drawer, a corner inside a cupboard where you're going to have your wrapping things. And then make sure everyone knows that that's where they go back to. Problem solved. So finally, let's talk cleaning products. Hmm, they're a bit of a tricky one. We have a tendency to just store far too many cleaning products in our home. And very often the reason for this is, and nod at home if you agree with me, we get sucked into these buy one, get one free or three for the price of two offers that the supermarkets are doing on these sort of products and think, oh, that's a good bargain and I use that product, I'll get it. So, we bring them home, and the next time they do the offer, we fall for it again. And we end up with perhaps nine of something in a cupboard at home, which it's going to take us ages to get through. So, try to keep your back stock to an absolute minimum. Have one spare, perhaps two max, and then decide where you're going to keep your products. So, cleaning products, gather them first from the whole home all together. I mean, literally. Everything. Go to every bathroom, the kitchen, if you have a cellar, if you have a garage, gather together anything to do with cleaning and bring them all into one place, and you will probably be be amazed at the quantity that you have. Then sort according to category things for bathroom, things for kitchen, perhaps things for cleaning outside stuff, and sort them out. And then you need to make a decision. Do you keep them in a specific room? So for example, if you have a bathroom, do you keep a set of everything that you need to clean in that bathroom? Or do you have a container like a bucket, for example, where you keep all the cleaning products you need for cleaning in the home in one central place? And if you want to clean, you just come and pick up that bucket and take everything with you. And then it goes back to its storage place at the end. Lots of people find that a better solution because it frees up cupboard space in the bathrooms and perhaps the downstairs toilet where you also need space for keeping products to use in the shower, sort of shampoos and stuff like that. Have a look. If you've got products that you know you're never, ever going to use, then think about donating them to neighbours. Very often we have, for example... um, a Facebook group called Free Your Stuff where we can advertise stuff and say we're giving this away for free and someone will always come and pick it up. So try not to keep things in the home that you know you're never going to use. If you have fallen for buy one get one free in the last few years and have multiples of one particular thing, perhaps find a space in the home where you can store your back stock and you know that's that's where it's kept and just keep one of everything else in the space where you're going to use it or in your cleaning bucket. And it just makes cleaning so much quicker and easier. And you will also see when you're running out of something and know you need to replace it when you go to the supermarket. Okay, so I could keep on going on forever for hours about kimono categories that you can tidy up in a very short space of time, declutter, reorganize, put back away in 15, 20 minutes, and it will just make your daily life so much simpler. Another category, which we won't go into now, but hair accessories. If you or you've got children in the house that use hair accessories, they just seem to multiply and take over the world. So that's one to really look at and get on top of. Anyway, I hope you found this topic useful. I hope it motivates you to go to a corner of your home and find a kimono category that you know it would really help you to have organised and you can work on that this week. And don't forget, if you would like to be informed about my up and coming free workshops this year, then you need to sign up for my weekly email and you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today and I wish you a wonderful rest of your week and I look forward to you joining me next time. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time, but if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organiser. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.